the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Well, welcome once again to yet another installment of the Theology Alive podcast. Welcome, it's good to be with you. Now, we are close to the end of the year. I don't know how many more... Of these episodes we will be doing. Well, we'd have more if Martiniano Pinto was not planning a whole hiatus no. in Brazil. Listen, I know you're trying to feel, <laughs> make me feel guilty, but it's not going to happen, bro. I'm going to enjoy it. Just so, so you know, whilst the rest <laughs> of us are slogging away in December, Isaac will be in Brasilia living his best life. So whenever <laughs> you're sweating... Whenever it's hot and you feel like, oh man, this work is hard. Remember, Isaac is living his best life. I'll bring you something from Brazil. Don't worry, Jabba. Okay, I'll take it back. Let's, let's enjoy Isaac. Let's pray that he enjoys his time away. Anyway, today we have a special episode for our listeners. Something that is definitely relevant to our day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a very, very special guest that is joining us uh, this afternoon. Uh, so this guest has been a pastor here at Central. We should, we should, we should play Guess the Guest. Guess He's the been guest. A, a pastor at Central. Yeah. He pastored for about four yeah. years. Yeah. Um, he was first a member before he was a pastor. Mm. Um, He's been resisting to go on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and he can beat both of you <laughs> up easily. <laughs> if you haven't heard yet, we have Pastor or oh, Pastor Luki Dirksen. Is it Dwemeni? It is. Is it Dwemeni? Well, I, ha- I hate to use titles, <laughs> but if you want to be correct, yes. Yeah, see? So the rest of this episode, Isaac and I will just throw random Afrikaans yeah. phrases. Yeah. Just, just to, to make, make him feel make welcome. Him feel welcome, mm. make him feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. You're so kind. Mahdiera Yosien. What? It's been worth it just coming here just for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pasluki, if you don't mind, maybe just um, sharing with us just a bit about yourself, maybe um, your your journey to the ministry, um, maybe a little bit about your testament and then a little bit about your journey to the ministry. And then how did you find yourself now at Dreadfontein Baptista Kerk? Amen. (laughs) Yeah, listen, yeah, um, I'm one of those kids that grew up in a Baptist house, my parents got saved before I was born or I was very little and um, grew up in a Baptist, very small Baptist church, you know, like I think 25 people. Mm. And um, 
came to faith at a young age in, in school, when I was still at school, at a camp. Mm. Just heard mm. the gospel, realized I was a sinner, yeah. went to my room and, and really sorted it, sorted it out. Mm. And um, called to ministry when I was in high school in matric. Sure. You know, at that time, I was, um, at one stage, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, oh, wow. which is magnificent. <laughs> Top Gun was the movie when I was, you know, so I thought, you know, I, I want to be a fighter pilot. And then I decided to be a pharmacist. Oh, really? And because um, sure. that looked like a good job, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. I don't like waking up early in the morning. And it seemed to me that the pharmacist <laughs> in the small town where I lived, only open their doors at nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I okay. thought that nice. makes sense. I'll go for that. Nice. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I was reading through the Bible in my quiet time one morning. And I came across Matthew um, 9 just talking about the, the harvest that's plentiful mm. and there's not a few labors. And, um, and so just it's, it's one of those times where you read the Bible and – you know, you just, for the first time, it strikes you. Sure. And I knew in that moment that God has something different for me and changed direction. Mm. And I, so I went to study theology immediately after school. Oh, wow. And so that's it in, uh, in, in short. So, so straight after high school, you went straight to... Yeah, straight to seminary. seminary. We, the Afrikaans Baptist had their own little small seminary, okay. where, which was wonderful. You know, we had a wonderful lecturers and, and mm. godly men, and learned a lot. You know, when you're at school, you have an idea, you're still young, and even at seminary, uh, didn't, didn't learn a lot, you know, um, about the practical side of ministry, but, mm. sure. yeah. So, so, so then from seminary, did you go straight into the ministry? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Straight into the ministry um, as a young Youth pastor. Okay. At the church where, which I'm pastoring now, ironically. Oh, what? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's my first job. Uh, you were at. Oh, did I never tell you the no. story? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, we're hearing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, be be glad that you're with us. <laughs> yeah. We're getting this. Hot show this. This is hot. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh <laughs> off the press. Uh, yeah, so okay. that was my first job. And I mean, I was so ambitious and mm. and um, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, just uh, I thought I knew a lot, mm. but I didn't. We mm. we we now joke that when you before you go and study theology, you're confused. Mm. But after you study theology, you're still confused, but at a high level. <laughs> you know, so that's pretty much how I felt. You know. When I realized uh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Uh, so, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, t- talking about counseling, I remember my very first counseling session hmm. back in um, 99. And I had this couple that <laughs> asked if they could see me and I went to their house. And I would never forget what a disaster that day <laughs> was. Oh, no. Um, I had this whole framework that we learned in psychology and mm-hmm. counseling, and I had it all sorted out in my head. But the first time I sat down with someone, they told me their story, and I, all the theory that I learned <laughs> came oh. crashing down 
And <laughs> after about 10, 15 minutes, I had nothing. Like wow. nothing. Sure. And I did what any good pastor does. Is I said, let's pray. <laughs> let's, I think what we should do is let's break now. And we go pray about it. And then we meet up. And the plan was to to study up and ask for help. Mm. But I never saw them again. You know, so um, a rocky start to my counseling oh, wow. uh, sure. ministry there. Um, and just learned there. Yeah, hard work. Mm. You have to be more prepared. Sure. Since since you're talking uh, and we'll be talking a bit about counseling, I was wondering, without maybe going into too many details, what was your toughest counseling session you've had? Whew. Listen, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so it depends on how I feel today, to be honest. Because mm. mm. there are some days where the count, it's not necessarily a major problem. Hmm. But because I'm tired and mentally maybe just drained, sure. I, I sit there and I just feel like this is too big. Sure. So, um, but the, the most pain that I've seen in people's eyes is when there's infidelity. Sure. I think I've seen hurt, but I haven't seen this. I don't think there's a lot in life that hurts more than that. Sure. In people's eyes. So. Yeah, sure. So uh, maybe this is the best part to um, sort of tell you what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so Pastor Luki was um, one of the associate pastors here at Central, um, and his focus was pastoral care. Um, and he would care for members um, both at the Hill and Acadia, if I have that correct. Primarily at Arcadia, but it, it was overlap. It was overlap. So um, he was um, responsible for pastoral care. Um, but if you ask anyone about Pastor Luki, they will tell you that he is great at counseling. Um, mm. In fact, a lot of people just send people his way, and he's probably like, uh. There's a saying I have, Jabu, love is blind, but the neighbors aren't. <laughs> so thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you. So, no, we, we, we definitely valued um, Pastor Luke's ministry to us here at Central. Um, and, and Pastor Luke, I, I do have a question, but before that one, um, you did a bit of psychology. Um, what, was, what was the connection um, with studying psychology and the ministry that you were doing? You know, I think psychology has turned into something different now. Mm. Mm. When we were studying psychology back in the day, it was a different world. Things like homosexuality was still a disorder. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was still a disorder. Sure. Mm. And so things have, have changed. So um, I, most of the work I did to prepare myself for counseling, uh, pastoral counseling, because mm. I, I believe in biblical counseling. I think the mm. Bible is the answer. Mm. Um, but a lot of just reading even today, I listen to everything I can get my hands on mm, when sure. it comes. So there was a season after that disaster <laughs> start. I think it's God's providence. Mm. You know, I mean, I mm. sometimes think of that couple and pray that they're okay. <laughs> um, but but God's providence that yeah. I felt so brilliantly mm. that that pushed me to start reading mm. and to up my game. Sure. And so I really spent a lot of time... Back back then, you still huh, you know, this is going to give a lot away, but but we had cassettes. You know, you received cassettes. Shoo, shoo. Um, what is that? I'm joking. Yeah. 
<laughs> just, well, CDs were around, but it weren't popular back then. Yeah. You had more cassettes. Mm. I still have some of those, those mm. cassettes at home, you know. And I, I, I would listen to anything, sure. mm. just trying to understand mm. what the Bible teaches about how do we minister to people in pain, mm. and and how to do that well. Mm. Sure, because you know. I think when we when we're in ministry and and not even in ministry everywhere in life, I think we should perfection is never reality, mm. but excellence should always be. Sure, you know. I mean, we mm. don't we don't. I never shoot sure. for perfection because I don't think that's possible. But excellence is important. Mm. So work hard. Mm. Um, mm. And I think a lot of pastors skimp mm. on on counselling mm. because. And and my view is counseling is a wonderful wonderful way to lead people to Christ. Mm. Just this past week, you know, God saved two people, and it's nothing to do with me. It's just an opportunity to share the gospel with them because they're in mm. pain. Mm. And you mm. share the gospel, and sure. and the Holy Spirit uses it. I think yeah. it's a good evangelistic tool, by the sure. way. Sure. So not just yeah. uh, a way to help people, but also. To, to give them the great and good news of the gospel. So, Pastor Lukey, we, we know we have some pastors uh, that listen to our podcast, but uh, why maybe some, uh, you mentioned you listen to cassettes or uh, read books and stuff. Um, what are some of the things maybe you could mention in terms of resources uh, yeah. that people can read or listen so to? So, I used to read everything, but, I mean, Jay Adams... Hmm. He was my guy, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. Back then, he was there was not mm. much more right. out there, you know. This is this is uh, pre some of the good stuff that we we get now. I think mm. now um, there's enough good theology. Uh, the Trip Brothers, mm -hmm. you know, th those mm. guys. I think uh, mm. I would read anything that they write, mm -hmm. um, but. Not just that, Isaac. I mm. think my challenge was trying. I remember thinking about the problems that I saw in ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, what are people, there's only so many problems in life. Mm. If you go write down the kind of counseling sessions you'll have. And what I did is I wanted, to, I had these memory cards, you know, these mm -hmm. small memory cards. Mm. And I used to write the, the problem. And then I would look for verses in the Bible. Mm -hmm. That wow. speaks to that, mm. and I, 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 when I saw people, I, I would have these flashcards in my Bible or my, you know, my notes, and I, whatever the problem is, I would just flash it, and then go there and, mm. and use scripture, scripture. to yeah. to, and that's genuinely there's no silver bullet when it comes sure. to counseling. Yeah. I do think Jay Adams is a good resource, you know. Yeah. Um, I would still read him. Um, we've got we've got lots of good authors. I don't want to, mm. you know, mm. even bad ones that mm. I've learned from. Yeah, sure. You know, I've read I've read secular books mm. about counseling. You know, and I'm always careful to do that. But right. you know, I try and mm. learn from everyone. Sure. I think one one question that um one of our interns um asked was. Um, how do you how do you deal with? I mean, even before we talk about people and some of the stuff that they go through, um, as a counselor, you absorb a lot. There's a mm. lot of things that you hear, a lot of things that you told, and it can get a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it can also become draining because you just 
carrying a lot of yeah. these burdens. How do you how do you deal with some of the things that you get? Because I'm I'm assuming the <laughs> spectrum is wide. Yeah, so not well. <laughs> um, that would be the f- first answer. <laughs> not well. I, well, I have I have someone I speak to as well. Mm. I think it's important. Mm. You know, I believe in discipleship, mm. and so to me, that's part of my discipleship. Um, strategy for my own life is to have someone where I can where I I just feel defeated and feel like I'm useless because I get seasons where I feel I'm not helping anyone Mm. you know and um, Mm. the problem for me Jabba was it's difficult not to to surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit and not I'm not the counselor it's God the Spirit Mm. Mm. You know, and that's mm. a very important wow. thing. Yeah. Mm. So, but I mean, I I don't. Some days I just I don't want to get out of out of bed just mm. after a tough week. Or some days after you know, it starts seven o'clock, and you know, you you finish ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, and you drive home, and you just feel drained. Sure. Um, and it does take a lot out of you to listen because you have to pay attention, you have to think, and it's mm. you know, I think there's a spiritual. Comp- component to that as well so i talk to someone Mm. when when things but not as much as i should sure Mm. Um, unfortunately there's not a lot of christian counselors Mm. out there Mm. it's it's one of the sad things you know i would love for to see that change Mm. good christian counselors um Mm. yeah biblical counselors Mm. cool well well going into some of the stuff that we'll be chatting about today um, I work with a lot of students and a lot of young people, um, and I, I do think it affects more than just students. It goes across the board. Um, and when we talk mental health and um, just fear, anxiety, and depression, um, a, a lot of a lot of that conversation comes comes back to self worth, self worth, mm. um, and and now there's there's this awkward space where. How does that fall into Christianity? Do we mm. do we just adopt <laughs> what you know the world is already saying as a yeah. crisis? Um, do we also go into panic mode and and uh, reaffirm people of their self worth? In fact, I was reading an article and John Piper is getting a lot of flack for his response to mental health. And in fact, he he almost had to take back his statement and and edit it a little bit and put it back out. Um, in fact. Um, one of the um, uh, websites, they, they actually made this statement. They said, firstly, it is important to state that as a theologian, you are not qualified to provide counsel about eating disorders. So there's, the, there, there's almost the, 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 the sense that uh, pastors, theologians, stay in your lane. And mm. then, um, you know, counselors, health professionals, stay in your lane. So in summary, there's a lot going on. Um, (laughs) what 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 would um your just what's your take on self-worth yeah so (laughs) i think it's a myth um self-worth i don't think anybody struggles with that i think the opposite is true you know biblically speaking our problem is not that Mm. we need when i was a, a young man i remember we had all these sermons about the Bible teaches you love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So you you need to love yourself before <laughs> you can love your neighbor. 
You know, I mean, it sounded wonderful, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, Lord, I need to." Mm. But it's not. It's that's not what the Bible teaches. Mm. The Bible teaches us that our sinful nature mm. cares only about self. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. Mm. You know, the problem is not. The, so I think we should have the. Uh, 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 the less you think of yourself, the better. Sure. The gospel is the good news because it tells us that we are not good enough mm. and that you'll never be good enough. Mm. And I see people trying to be good enough and it's a hopeless situation. Sure. That's how you end up without hope. Mm. The hope that the gospel brings is the acceptance that mm. you are, you will never be good enough, but that Jesus is. Mm. Mm. And that his perfect work on the cross is good enough sure. for us. So, so Job, I, I encourage people, and I mean, there's maybe I should just say that there is situations where people are just down and out mm. and they feel mm. bad about themselves or they mm. don't have confidence in themselves. Mm. Now, there's different things like a, a teenager feeling that because I have pimples, how do I make friends, sure. you know? Um, but the gospel speaks to that as well. Mm. You know, if, if, if you have friends that only cares about you because you look a certain way, that's probably not the kind of friends you, you want, mm, right. you know. Um, mm. And so trust, trusting God f mm. for that. Sure. Um, so I, that's, what, that's mm. what I will say. Rather focusing on, on self-worth, focus on, on the, the wonder and the majesty of Christ. Sure. Mm. Mm. You know, it's it's interesting you, you mentioned that, Lucky. I think it was C.S. Lewis who, who pointed out that, you know, um, even those people that, uh, you know, often feel down and and are like constantly, I'm not enough and, and all of that, mm. the issue is still pride and self yeah. because it's a still a focus on mm. you. You know, it, the the one that is very arrogant and, and like that, it's very obvious. Um, but when there's people that are like uh, feeling down and, and doubting about self-worth, it's still an obsession of focus on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Even when people cut themselves. Yeah. You know, I've, had, I've seen that over the years. Mm. And, and uh, you know, to hurt yourself, surely some people will say, means that you don't have a great self-worth. Yeah. Uh, and I would argue, no, you are cutting yourself because you are so valuable in your eyes. And, and so you want to feel better. Mm. To make you feel yourself feel better, mm. I do ABC. Mm. So it's, it's still self, self, that's the object. Mm. Mm. Sure. So even mm. when people hurt themselves. Right. Um, and so it's a constant, constant struggle, mm. isn't it? Sure. I mean, just do not focus on yourself. Because if you focus on yourself... You 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 miss the the, the beauty of Christ. It's mm. just as simple mm. as that. If you don't have your eyes, if you have your eyes on yourself, you do not have your eyes on Jesus. Sure, sure. sure. And it's so tempting as as pastors or even as a counselor to see this person in need and see this person's self um, right in front of you and 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 almost. Not necessarily ignore it, but but focus on Christ and and show them how when you come to Christ, you know these things get better. It's it's so tempting is the word right. to focus on again that person's yeah. self. Um, and I read somewhere where it says 
we work so hard to make people happy. But what we don't realize is we're just sending happy people to hell. Mm, sure. And that was... <laughs> Do you want to be happy or holy? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. the question. Sure. A lot of people want... But it's a burden, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I've seen in counseling, when people get it, the moment the light goes on mm. and they realize it's not up to me anymore, it's not about me anymore, mm. that's good news. Mm. That's why the gospel yeah. is good news. It's freeing. It's freeing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a burden that people right. carry with them. And it's an evil cycle. Because you're not focusing on Christ, you feel bad about yourself. The more you feel bad about yourself, the more you focus on yourself. Mm. The more you focus on yourself, the less you see Christ. Mm. The less you see Christ, the more. So it's an sure. evil cycle. People sure. just, they're stuck. And mm. so it's, it's actually a, the ministry of reconciliation. Sure. When you show people it's Jesus, not you, what a liberating joy to bring. Mm. Mm. So if you are struggling with your self-worth, we, we do want to encourage you to, to come to Jesus. Um, in, in Christ and in Christ alone will you find your value. Um, it's encouraging when you read in Matthew chapter 6 uh, when Jesus says, look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. Mm. Uh, they, they don't go into the harvest and yet they are able to get their food to eat. They get the worm. Uh, think about the lilies uh, in the field. Mm. They are clothed. And then Christ asks the question, are you not more valuable than mm. they? Um, mm. Our value comes more from God, from Christ. Mm. But yeah. if, if you want value from mankind, remember mankind is sinful so in the evaluation of you, they will sin against you. Mm. Um, they will not see you as valuable as your creator does. Um, so I would encourage you, if you are struggling with your self-worth, look to God, draw to Christ, uh, let him save and sanctify you. Um, and, and the beautiful thing about that is when, when, when God saves us, he calls us to love him with uh, our minds and our bodies. Um, so so there, there, there is that call that, man, God, God does see your body. He does see who you are, and he wants you to love him with that. And as you love in God, man, you find uh, your greatest value and your greatest pleasure. Amen. So, Luke, I wanted to kind of touch back on a little bit that of what Jabu mentioned earlier, uh, just regarding... Uh, staying in the lane, in your lane per se, you know, mm. um, and and maybe just zooming in on a particular issue uh, regarding depression, for example. So um, there is sometimes medical valid reasons, and sometimes it's a, a spiritual uh, reason, you know, in mm. terms of dealing with that. So I wanted to ask how how do you navigate generally cases like that? Yeah, it's very difficult. I think when you start out doing counseling, I don't think it's anyone has the capacity to just know. It takes time and experience mm -hmm. to see what you're dealing with and to know. Um, by far, most people's depression is just because of life happens. Mm. Life happening and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know that's that's 99% of what we see there is a small percentage that I refer for uh, to uh, to get medical help and I know a lot of people don't believe that but I think the brain is uh, 
part of the body just like mm. lungs are, just like mm. the heart is and right. it's organic. And so mm. obviously there can be problems with the brain itself. Right. Right. Um, I always tell people depression is uh, that kind of depression that needs medical attention is like running a marathon with one leg. Sure. You know, you're running, but it's very difficult. You're making progress, but it's, it's hard. What the medicine does, it just gives you another leg. Now, you still need to run the marathon. Mm. It's still hot. You still have to prepare, you know, all that. Mm. Mm. It, just, it just helps. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and so I don't think the Bible has a problem with medicine in general. So when it comes to medicine that helps people feel better, mm. you know, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Depression, I think most of depression is, is just coping with life. Uh, the way the world has developed isn't a great help. I've, when I started out counseling, it was before social media, before the internet was really, you know, cell phones, we were really not connected. <laughs> Okay. Listen, you, I can you, see. I'm, I'm just saying that you, you, you're giving up. Like you, you are exposing yourself. You're exposing yourself. It's not us. Those were very just, dark, dark just ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have cell phones. Let it be in the record that it's not job when <laughs> no, I. No, no, no. <laughs> he was still using infrared. <laughs> yes, I mean it was magnificent. You had to put your phone close to the other phone. You're missing out. You see, that's the problem with your generation. Everything is. You can sit in your house and speak to him in Linwood and <laughs> mm. it'll be like easy mm. we had to bring the infrared close to the other phone <laughs> at least there were human contact <laughs> now I really I think we are more connected now than ever but more lonely now than ever sure yeah. Yeah. True. Um, people yeah. have become isolated right COVID has not helped mm. but but this this went on before COVID People were living social lives. I, I saw this this Facebook thing that what's that guy Mark um, Zuckerberg? Mm. He he he's proposing this new world we live in, mm. and and you have a avatar and you live in this fake world, the multiverse. Mm. Now, listen here, it looks cool and very exciting, but mm. it's it's ridiculous. Sure. I would call it stupid mm. um, because that will take the next generation to a place where you could live for a long, long time and never see anyone. Sure. Right. And that we were created, God created us for community. Mm. You need, so, we, so depression, I think, I've seen it escalate over the years. Mm. Um, literally, with the with the dawn of social media, that has escalated. Because sure. um, young people, Instagram, I I think is a mistake. Mm. My opinion, mm. I think letting teenagers with cell phones go on Instagram or Facebook is a mistake. Mm. I think parents should not let their children be on social media at all. Um, the the brain of 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 a teenager doesn't have the capacity to mm. deal with what is what is is happening on social media, sure. and it's a fake world. Mm. It's a fake world, mm. and so I I think depression is and but we can help people like that with the Bible. Mm. I think the Bible is the answer to depression. Sure, you know Philippians to me is a wonderful passage. Uh, Philippians four. 
where he actually gives us an outline for how to beat depression, you know, and how to have peace. Mm. And so people should go read Philippians 4, start there in verse 4, maybe even start in verse 1, and, and just see the, the recipe. Mm. What God, God has given us enough, mm. but um, also the world tells us that we are depressed. Mm. You know, children today, even parents bring children to me, and uh, they tell me the child is depressed, but the child, where did the child learn about depression? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if children were, are not taught of the word depression, they would just not, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Now, sure, there are children that are depressed, yeah. and, and we care for them and we love them. But I, th- I think a lot of what's going on is just, you know, it's, it's, it's in our face, so I must have it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is just, uh, contagious because of social media, you know. Mm. In, in fact, of of um, we seeing that on the university campus, where ninety percent of the students are diagnosed with depression and mm. they're given pills, antidepressants. Yeah. Um, and it 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 almost has become a part of the culture that because of um, exam pressure and because of varsity pressure and peer pressure and everything that happens in the university, um, almost 90% of the students are depressed. Mm. Um, and because of that, there's, there's always, there are forever drives for mental health. In fact, mm. I think October is mental health month. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, and my, my biggest fear is I've had students who have come and, I mean, he was fine last week and he came to me and said, look, I've been diagnosed with depression um, and I've been put on antidepressants. Um, and, and I mean, some of the questions, I mean, so, so you said, you know, it takes, takes time um, and experience with a counselor that then they're able to see that, no, this is actually a problem of the brain. Um, and I think just the volume of students that the psychologists are receiving, um, is that just an easy way out to say? It's a fixed say, job. I mean, it's easy. If you can give me a pull and I don't have to do anything, sure. isn't that the world we live in? Sure. Everything easy. Yeah. I think also culture has changed, that we are, people are so sensitive these days. <laughs> right. Sure. The, they are so easily offended. Yeah. And anything turns their world upside down. Sure. Because we give trophies to children for participation and they don't need to, they never learn to lose. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's it's like being a Man United fan. Oh, um, oh sorry, Jabu. I forgot you're you were gonna a Man edit United that out. fan. Sorry, that out. sorry, Jabu. Uh, completely as a Liverpool fan, I forgot that. 5 0. Uh, anyway, um, um, so. No, but, but Jenny and I, th- I think we are, we, we've created a culture where parents. F- focus on their children and the child becomes the the reason for existence of the family. The family is not an end unto itself. The family exists to glorify God. And we are raising Christian families included, are raising our children in a way that tells them you are the center of the world Mm. And if everything doesn't go your way, then we will try and fix it. Sure. Um, so I, I think mm. it's it's a complicated issue, well, obviously. Mm. But the way we parent, you know, kids need to learn how to lose. When you play chess against your child, don't let them win every time. Mm. 
You know, and they need to learn. And it's also fantastic to dominate a game <laughs> against the five-year-olds. <laughs> you know, just to, it's probably the only time I get to win anyway. Um, but but it, they need to know that life is hard. Right. And it won't always go your way. Mm, sure. And so this generation that we are seeing now, I think, has, has, has been, is the first fruit of that culture. True. Of just having everything easy and well. not working, and and we put them in in you know cocoon trying to protect them. I think that's a mistake. You take that, you add sure. social media into that sure. mix. Sure. You add the sinful nature of man to that mix. Sure. You know, it's not surprising mm. that that people sure. are struggling. So a lot of these things can be fixed with a with a with the right biblical worldview. Well, I you like know? this statement. That's what we're about here on Theology right. Alive podcast. Christian yeah. worldview. Yeah. Christian worldview. Yeah. Now, now with with um, COVID, I think what COVID did was uh, just bring to surface a lot of issues that are already there. Um, and I mean, just even thinking biblically, there's th- there are a lot of stories in the Bible that we see people are struggling with today. Um, and I think they've just come to the fore, especially because of COVID. I think if anything... Um, with social distancing, um, people have sort of given that credit to why many people are already struggling. But I think, mm. as you've rightly, rightfully said, we were already socially distanced because of mm. social media. But it just became um, more visible now, and it became okay. Um, yeah, and it, it, it accelerated. Yes. So the whole the whole social media thing just exploded. Yes. Um, I. I COVID is an amplifier. That's the way I, I mm. see sure, it. Sure. It's an amplifier. If if you had difficulties in marriage before COVID, that was amplified. Mm. You know, um, oh. so mental issues. We it definitely. I mean, I was <laughs> last last year, um, and and every time there's a peak, it's it's really overwhelming. The amount of people that knock on my door just to mm. have a chat. It, a lot of people affected by death. And, and, and mm. so it's really, it is bad. We should never underestimate the mental struggle mm. of being isolated. You know, some people, yeah. the older people even more so because they mm. social media is not their thing. Mm. You know, they sit in their house. Mm. Sure. It's something that you always think of the young people, you know, mm. how are you coping? But, but sure. people over 50… Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think they struggled more mm. sure. during this time than yeah. the younger people. I, I definitely witnessed that. I think I mentioned one of the our episodes where I was visiting some of our older members, and some of them really, really struggle. Uh, you know, um, just not seeing anyone, not uh, being, um, and and we know some of the. Um, uh, retirement homes, you know, they they take it more, uh, even stricter in the sense of mm. the the risk of of health and and that is is higher. So some of them were in longer periods of isolation mm. and really uh, restricting. I remember one particular uh, lady just saying, "Yeah, we weren't made uh, exactly what mm. you said. We weren't made to be in isolation. I need mm. people. I'm, my mind is going mad, mm. <laughs> you know." And so yeah. Yeah, and I think it also it can be used as an excuse. Mm. COVID, mm. you know, I've seen people use it ex- as an excuse that COVID made me depressed. Sure. No, COVID didn't make you depressed. Mm. Um, 
the way you reacted to COVID, mm. you know, the way you, you, you dealt with it. And a lot of people don't have the biblical tools to deal with it. Mm. Mm. You know, how do you deal biblically with a pandemic? How do you mm. deal biblically with death? Sure. And so my job is just to show them the, 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 what the Bible teaches and give them the biblical tools needed. And, and I, that's all that we need is sure. just the eyes opened by the Holy Spirit. But COVID is bad. I mean, no doubt about it. That mm. that escalated depression by, I don't know, five, six times. Sure. So, so maybe two more things before we close. Um, so I, I want to read a few things that are, are practical that people go through that you've probably seen come through your office. Um, and my question to you would be, um, what do you think is the the root to a lot of these issues? And then... Um, how would you then conclude um, a general solution publicly? Um, so, and I've, I've used scripture to give us uh, some, some guidelines. So, for example, we have some people struggling to have children like Sarah. Um, mothers, I mean, wives take more strain to this because, um, you know, as they try to have kids, they feel that the problem is them. But, you know, medically, the problem could easily be the guy. In fact, most times it's said mm-hmm. that the problem is with the, is with the guy. We've seen people suffering like Job uh, with loss, um, loss of material goods, loss of family members, family members dying, um, even loss um, of trust or not just trust, but the relational part of your marriage. Marriages have really taken a lot of strain mm-hmm. um, in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, even with COVID, there's a lot of marriages that have taken strain. And then lastly, we've seen a lot of um, discouragement and depression from ministers like Elijah, who also experienced some discouragement um, and to the point where he asked God to take his life. Um, so some things we see people going through in scripture and these things are happening today. Um, and how would you respond to these things? So I've got two answers to all those problems. Mm. The first is resting the sovereignty of God. Amen. Mm. Um, was preaching through Genesis recently and just Joseph and mm. his story. Mm. Mm. What's such an encouragement to me personally, and I think for to our church as well, that no matter what happens in life, I mean... And sometimes we read the Bible and it's like a fairy tale. And we forget Joseph was a real guy. Right. Mm. You know, he went from being the favorite special clothes, (laughs) Nike, you know, the best Nike (laughs) shoes. He had a Liverpool T-shirt on. He had everything, that guy. And then everything was Mm. taken away. Sure. He was, his family rejected him. Talk about depression. Mm. Ended up in a pit. Hearing the conversation about, are we going to kill them? Mm. Sure. I mean, just to think about the mental impact of that yeah. that day on him. Yeah. Hearing your own brothers colluding to, to just get rid of you. Sure. And then being sold off into slavery. Sure. And, you know, and you see the growth of Joseph from being an arrogant, annoying, <laughs> really not a godly man, mm. to Joseph... In chapter 50, mm. where he's, I'm not God. Mm. What you meant for evil, mm. God meant for good. Mm. You know, and it's sure. such an encouragement. The Bible, that's why reading the Bible is so important because mm. we read that and, and, and I can relate. I mean, Ecclesiastics, 
everything is meaningless. Mm. You know, uh, Solomon chased after pleasure. He chased after success. He worked himself to death. Then he, he just chilled and, <laughs> and tried that out and see how that would work. And, mm. and so he, he did everything that we, everything, every single human living today would want to have, he had. And he looks back at that and, at that and he says, it's meaningless. The only thing that's worthwhile is to love, to, 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 uh, uh, to love God and, and, and serve Him. Mm. You know, I, I think the fear of God is, a, is the right word that he uses there. Mm. The fear of, to fear God and, and serve Him. And so resting in God's sovereignty that He is at work even if you cannot see it, mm. that requires faith. Mm. And so I often cry out, Cry out in my own life, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we, are, we are human beings that are sinful and trusting is hard. The second thing I would say is get help. Mm. Don't do it alone. Mm. Be in a community. If, you're, if you are still at home during COVID and not coming to church, Man, I hope you're almost dead because that can be the, that should be the only reason why you should still be at home. They, you should be at church now. Fire! Um, yeah, I mean, I think we must ask for death certificates as the only valid reason not to come to church. You know, um, I think we've in the beginning of this all, you know, there was grace and there was patience, but mm. I think we're getting to a point now. Next year is three years. Sure, you sure. know, yeah. pe- people need to to. I, I saw a, a, a meme that someone sent me. It's you could see the the pack of zebras in the background, <laughs> and then uh, one zebra that wasn't with the pack, and a massive lion chasing after him. Uh-huh. And it said, "This is why you should be in community." <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> yeah, "That's yeah, a fantastic yeah. image, you yeah. know. That's why you yeah. bunch of zebras together. The stripes confuse the, the. But if you're alone, there's nothing confusing about that. I want <laughs> to eat you. Yeah. And so, get sure. back in community. Be in a small group. Sure. Be in a small group. Yes. Mm. Be in a small group. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You mm. know, so that you are, you're not alone. Mm. If you are looking for fellowship in a biblical church, mm. you will never struggle. You will never be alone on your own. You will never struggle alone. So sure. obviously we struggle, but not alone. So that's what I would say. Mm. Mm. And and I mean, here at Central, there are good pastors that you can chat to, um, chat to someone. Right. The good thing is if we all agree the gospel tells us we're all messed up mm. and none of us are good enough, it's easier to talk about your sin because everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> right. yeah. And so one of the reasons people do not talk is because they feel that they don't want to be seen as less of a Christian. Sure. Because um, I'm struggling with depression or I'm struggling with this or that. In the meantime, everybody's struggling. Mm. You know, so that's what I would say. Sure. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, We know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed... We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our our heavenly dwelling. So that groaning could be sickness, could be cancer, could be flu, could be COVID, could be depression. Um, it could be clinical depression. I mean, it could be, it could be anything. 
If indeed, by putting it on, we might not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So, we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether at home or away, we make it our aim to please God. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so I hope that this episode was uh, a help. Before you close, I, I know close. when you start saying that, no, he's, he's wrapping us I up. Know, I know. <laughs> Just one more thing, one more thing which I think is, a, is, is almost a big deal, and then we can wrap it up. Um, just fear and anxiety. Um, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of students um, who just say, man, I struggle with anxiety. Uh, I'm just an anxious person. Um, I don't do well um, in, in groups. Um, I struggle to do community well because I'm an introvert. Um, I struggle to do community well because I'm just an anxious person. Mm. Um, in fact, there's, there's someone who I'll be chatting to um, in the coming week and, and they're just struggling with anxiety because they say, yeah, I, I woke up and I was just anxious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of that is because of faith. Mm. Faith is not understanding. Faith is believing. Sure. You know, and a lot of time we want to understand things. But if you are going to try and figure, try and understand everything, you are, that's going to be a problem. Mm. Um, secondly, I think people, we are, we are all uh, products of our childhood, mm. of the way we grew up and things that happened to us. We're not prisoners though. <laughs> we don't have to stay there, but yeah. we are products. Yeah. So a lot of people are shy because of the way a parent treated them as a child. So sure. I, think, I think we need to deal with that. Mm. Um, oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of issues. When you do counseling, you just realize <laughs> there's no such thing as a perfect family. Sure. Even godly parents mess up. Mm. Sure. It's sinners raising sinners. Mm. And so, but, but talking about it, and, and getting to the bottom of it is important. Mm. Uh, every now and again, I ask questions about why I do things. Mm. So why do I feel like I should buy the best? You know, when I, I remember years ago, I wanted to buy a flashlight. And the maglite was the flashlight back then. I'm not sure if it's still. I'm convinced it is. Um, <laughs> you don't even know what a flashlight is. Um, you just use your cell phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I I went and bought the biggest one out there, the mm. five cell. It was magnificent. Mm. You could spot a fly on three kilometers with it. <laughs> you know, so but I never thought about buying new batteries. Mm. <laughs> you oh. know? So I ended up with this massive thing that I couldn't use. And I the reason I bought it is because didn't grow up with much, didn't have much, sure. but never dealt with that. Sure. You know, never never thought about that. Why am I always and until I owned up to that and confronted that and realized I don't have to be like that. Mm. Sure. Mm. I, I can change that. That's, that's right. doable. Right. Um, change that behavior. Mm. You know, so uh, it's, it's not always easy. It's not always – I don't think the answer is always just trust Jesus more. <laughs> mm. I don't think mm. that's always the answer. Sure. Mm. You know, um, 
I think it's mm. let's trust Jesus more mm. to show us mm. why this is happening mm. to you. Yeah. So let's trust the Holy Spirit mm. to help you understand mm. what the Bible teaches about this. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just just to people out there, you know, um, if if you struggle for longer than two weeks, and I'm not saying, you know, you have one good day and then, you, you you have a bad day and then three days goes by and then good days and then a bad day. If it goes on for longer, for, for two weeks without stop, you're in trouble. Mm. Ask for help. Sure. Mm. You know, if every day for two weeks you're in a hole, just mm. ask someone for help. Mm. Sure. I, I think, you know, as, as you're talking about um, uh, some of, of that in terms of self-awareness in uh, I think it has uh, a lot of our sanctification is is that right the the word of God being kind of that mirror showing us the all the bad stuff uh, that that is in us and making us uh, aware to bring it back to to Him to, mm -hmm. to Christ um, you know but uh, I think it is Calvin who said you know. Uh, no God and no self. You know, you, uh, it, it doesn't help when you don't have a realistic um, view of of your issues. Yeah. You know, if you, we all have blind spots. And, you know, uh, but but part of of our growing and. Uh, in Christ and our, uh, the sanctification process is that re recognizing those areas, mm. uh, recognizing those um, blind spots, and I think our wives are the best <laughs> in oh, pointing yes. those oh, out yes. to us. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah, maybe on a lighter note, just pointing out recently, I have seen a spike in depression mm. from oh. men United fans. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> Sorry, Jabu, I forgot you. <laughs> you need to edit these out. <laughs> <laughs> there for you guys. Give me a call. I'm yeah. here to help. <laughs> so, so to wrap us up, a verse that uh, Pastor Luki shared with us, uh, Philippians chapter 4, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So the journey of sanctification is long. Uh, our bodies are going to continue to fail us. Mm. We need to keep trusting in God, praying to yeah. God um, that He is not just the creator, um, but He's also the sustainer of yeah. the earth and as well our bodies. Um, as He sanctifies our souls, He's also still sovereign over what happens to our bodies. Amen. So we want to wrap this up. Now. <laughs> now you want to go to? He read the scriptures. No, you, See, when you, you read the scripture, I thought I was, was going to. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he wants to go back for Brazil. No. <laughs> exactly. My mind is there. <laughs> but we want to thank Pastor Luki. Thank you for joining yeah. us. It's no, been good. really great to to uh, to have you. Maybe we can just pray pray for you, Pastor Luki, Ooh, um, you. and the work at at Reed Fontaine. They recently. Planted another campus, mm. and mm. quickly, how's how's that going? No, it's going well. I mean, we're in Pretoria, East Afrikaans Baptist Church, so mm. I'm punting it. Um, <laughs> it's called Oosgemeente. Mm. Okay, I can't pronounce that. Yeah, I would like <laughs> to. Uh, Jobber, can you say Oosgemeente? 
excuse me. Oos gemeente. Oos gemeente. Yeah, mm, you see Java, I think we, we I call am, you as Afrikaans I am pastor. a Meiberg. I'm a Meiberg, <laughs> yes. Um, so it's going well by the mm. grace of God. Excited mm. about, you know, people. We had someone come to faith. Mm. And so Lord. it's already worth it. Wonderful. Yeah, you know, so, um, but it's hard. Mm. Sure, sure. Need the prayer. Yeah, well, let's, let's pray. Thank you so much, Mr. Luki. Dear Lord, we want to thank you so much for uh, your goodness to us. And want to thank you, Lord, for Pastor Luki's life. Uh, thank you for how you've used him to uh, be uh, helping so many people in pain and in, in need. And we, we ask you that you continue to strengthen your servant. Uh, we ask you now, even with uh, the new church plant, that you will strengthen him, uh, renew his energy, uh, bless the church leadership and bless that work, Lord. We thank you for uh, for the life that um, uh, that came to faith in Jesus Christ. We we thank you for that work, and we ask you that you will bless that work and and prosper, and, and many more souls will will come to uh, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Lord. And we we thank you for his life, for his family, and we ask your blessings upon him in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We'd like to ask for a favor. We never do this. This is um, a new thing. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. This just helps us um, come up on people's suggestions. So please do like and subscribe the, to the podcast. Um, that way people can see and hear about us. Um, don't worry. We're not getting big heads yet. Um, but but we would love to just spread the word and be in it, be as an encouragement as we can. God bless. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture, we are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men, our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Do you want bluff? <laughs> <laughs> That's... John, I love it when you speak foreign. <laughs> <laughs>